and not complicated. You like to make things smooth and not complicated. Mm-hmm. Well, here we, we got are. this sweater going on. This, I mean, you put those glasses on. It was immediately just. <sighs> Did I look like a babysitter now? Coming home from college <laughs> for the fall. <laughs> Figured right. you'd pick up a few extra shifts I, while you're home. When I go through depressive episodes <laughs> and and anxiety, my yeah. anxiety and panic is acting up. My eyesight goes funny. Oh, there you go. Okay. Well, yeah, I must be anxious weird. all the time. Yeah. This is uh, No Lies Detected. I'm Megan Tonjes. I'm Michelle Moore. And this is a podcast where we talk about the truths you need to know and the lies you tell yourself. The lies that we tell ourselves every day. Um, I've had a whole therapy session with Mar- uh, I almost called you Margo. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I don't That's mind. You know I love you. There's I, too many M names in listen, my life. Margo is, she's that bitch. So. Margo. Margo is the second in command. I mm. mean, she's really the first in command. I, she really is. I, of all, I follow of, her. Over all of us. I don't go to the park every day because I needed to go to the park. I go to the park every day now because Margo needed to go to the park. I got a Reiki healing. We got, got directions. We got Reiki Those healing from Margo when I said clear. Margo needs to be out of the house. Yeah. Got to get her out. I took her to the beach. She heard the sound of the ocean and she shook the whole time. And I said, maybe we'll go to the trees. <laughs> maybe they'll yeah. be less stressful for you. So earlier we were talking about um, things we need to pass on information wise. I feel like about phone calls, things that you may or may not get. From the IRS, I use that in or quotations. From, yeah, from um, from companies looking to collect money, right? Or and your car note, stuff yes. like that. And how to deal with that, which is to not, right? Um, if you were getting voicemails saying the IRS, your social security number is in jeopardy, mm-hmm. the IRS is sending cops to your house. It's, they can't do that. Push one. It's a scam. It's a lie. That's not what happens. That's incorrect. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. not doing that. Mm-mm. There's someone on the other end of that line who's mm-hmm. not getting paid very much. Mm-hmm. And if you have the time to waste, you should waste theirs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or block them. I blocked a lot, of, a lot of numbers. I'm like, can oh. we just, just give me a website where I can just report all of these? Cause Listen, I'll just type them all in. If your car is getting repossessed <clears throat> and you know it and they're like, we're going to come get the car yeah. and you don't have the money, just tell them to come get it and say goodbye yeah. to the car. Don't, don't just accept that things are temporary. You've enjoyed the car for the time you had it. You won't be paying for the rest of the time to access it. Right. And let it go. When they say your credit's going to be bad. Yeah. You know, listen, I've had shit credit for, man, many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. And after, I think it was like seven years, and went right back. To, uh, they started asking me if I wanted credit cards again. At some point, they're going to try to give you a credit card. I, I, I want you to know what I did in my 20s. Tell I... Us. Bought furniture I couldn't afford, <laughs> an apartment that I couldn't afford. Yeah. And uh, when it was time, <laughs> I left everything in the apartment and I just skedaddled and I never paid Whoever for anything. Owns that building, that furniture has been there forever. It's a I, furnished apartment now. These are the things that you should be doing in your 20s. Rack just, up that credit. Just have, have fun. Because you know what? When you get to your 30s. Can't have fun anymore. It, 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 it's... It, you, when you get to your 30s, you almost wish you did more in your 20s. Mm-hmm. I will say that. I bet when you get to your 40s, you wish you did more in your 30s, too. Uh, or I, no? You know, I... Or maybe less in your 30s. No, I think that when I get to... Because I'm going to be 38 this year. Mm-hmm. I think when I get to my 40s, I'll be so thankful I'm done with my 30s. Fair. 
I think when I get 40, I'm going to be like, there's, uh, I, there's I, don't this give, fear I, I really everyone, don't give a shit now. There's this fear that I feel like people have, but it's mostly because it's told to us that we should have it. Because every time I see someone online approaching 30, the fucking temper tantrum that's happening all the way to 30, the pay attention to, oh my God, it's the last year of my 20s. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they think is going to happen when you wake up on your 30th birthday. Nothing. Listen, your 30s are rough. Okay. And not you're going to learn more in your 30s yeah. than you ever did in your 20s. Yeah, your 30s are rough. Your your 30s are are mental and emotional psychological shifting of like from from the old paradigm into the new. A lot of people think it happens in their 20s. It does not. It does not. Mm-mm. It happens it happens in your 30s, sometimes late in your 30s. Now that we shift all the time. So there's always going to be another shift, even when you're in your 40s and your 50s. There's always going to be other shifts. But the shifting that happens in your 30s is a rebirth. Like you think that you know shit. You don't know anything. Your 30s come and you're like, I feel like a child again. (laughs) So motherfucker, just destroy your 20s wreck that shit fuck it up. have all the fun because you don't have to clean it up in your 30s because you're really gonna have to buy an entirely new house to begin with you have to build it from the <laughs> ground up just have fun serious fuck everyone eat everything just spend all the money burn all the bridges just do what you came here to do reckless just live a little bit and enjoy your youth because your youth transitions into a different kind of youth when you're in your 30s. And that youth is of the serious, oh, shit. This is some real shit now. And it's not, it's not a finan- I'm not talking about a financial thing. I think that in your 20s, if you can make money and save money, do that. But I'm talking about emotional. Emotional. The emotional stresses and removal of things and relearning and unlearning of things that shit happens in your 30s if you're on track for progression and enlightenment it's gonna happen in your fucking 30s and when you turn 40 there will be a release and i say that because i'm almost 38 and only only yesterday the day before I realized what I had been what actually was the core of everything because I've had how many revelations have I had and I mean per day and they've been and they've been major and they've been major revelations and you think there can't be another revelation after this surely I how could we go even deeper the depths (sighs) to Michelle Moore are endless man I've been friends with at least six people since I met you. <laughs> I just, I, I have, I have come to the place in my life where I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just, and it feels so free to say, I feel so free to say that. Like, I just don't know. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what this is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what my life's going to look like. I have no, I, I am focused on what we, oh, I said. 2020 is going to be the year of happy. happy. I'm just going to do things that make me feel good. And I that's my that. happy. Whatever makes me feel good. I'm not going to think about what I'm not doing anymore or what I could be doing or what I should be doing. I'm going to do things that make me ha- happy because I have spent my entire life working on shit. And expecting Career, that Career, 
self-improvement. That's all I've been doing. And I stopped the other day, a couple of weeks ago, actually, when I went on vacation with my partner and my parents. And I was like, man, I, I can't remember the, the first time in my life where I've, t- I've braked, like I took a break and it wasn't physical. Because mm. every time I would take a break, it was for rest. Yes. It's like I need, but I need to break. And when I say break, I mean break up, open up, never go back. My, my psychological mental state, I have to, I had to shift it because I was like, I can't live my life like this. I can't live my life reaching for something mm-hmm. and, and just doing only that. And a lot of people will spend a long, long time doing just that because they think that that state of being is just what you're supposed to feel. Like when people talk it's about active. imposter syndrome, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like you're looking around, probably especially in your 30s. I feel like everyone that talks about imposter syndrome, especially in their 30s, just looking around and being like, I'm not good enough to be here. What if I'm not? And they're not paying attention to the bigger thing, which is just you have to admit, as you said before, everything that you thought was real is wrong. Mm -hmm. And you have to start over. Mm -hmm. And everything that you thought you were going to feel in your 30s, I'm going to have it all together. I'm going to have a house. I'm going to have whatever. Because you're looking at everyone else and you're comparing yourself. Mm -hmm. It's not real. Mm -hmm. And so you have to start all over again. It does feel like being a teenager, Mm -hmm. being newly born. Yeah. Yeah. And it's... Yeah, man, it's, I don't know if it's scary. Mm-hmm. It's terrifying. I think terrifying is a much grander word. Yeah. It's terrifying to be in that and feel like you're going to be in there forever. You know, you're going to be in this forever, but you've yeah. already been in it. You've already been circling. It's been happening. Yeah, it's already been happening. You're, you're just, just recognizing now, yeah. it and now it feels torturous. Right, and it feels torturous. So rest assured, it's going to change immediately. It's not going to be a long haul now. Yeah. It's going to, and um, I'm allowed to be happy. I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to be excited about things. I'm allowed mm. to, to. You're allowed to be messy. I'm allowed to be messy. You're allowed I'm to allowed, be reckless. Yeah, I'm allowed to do all of those things without uh, making myself feel so <sighs> inadequate based on what the world shows me and what the world tells me because we've kind of been sold on this lie of how the world works. And I don't think that the world even knew how the world worked. Yeah. Or how the, the world, world wrote the lesson, but wasn't paying attention to anything that was happening. Right. Uh, kind of like Jurassic Park. Uh, <laughs> you just love to bring it back to Jurassic Park. <laughs> when when I just love him. When I Jeff know. Goldblum says, Your boy. Your scientists were so caught up in, in actually doing, like, doing the things that they were doing, they never stopped to think if they should, should be, be doing, doing it. Yeah. I feel like that's what's, where we are with technology. That's a great... Just because... We can doesn't mean that we should, mm-hmm. because it shifts. It shifts our 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 mindset. It shifts our paradigm so drastically. It shifts. It shifts our our state of being so drastically that we are not prepared for that, mm-hmm. and then it's too late. And the conversations that we're already not having become exemplified and just multiplied. I think by by what technology makes you think is happening. Right. Like, it's interesting to me. I posted something recently just mentioning someone that I know. 
and I had someone in my DMs being like, oh, I can't believe you support this person and you know that you're friends with this person. And the way they came at me in this message was as if we knew each other. Uh, someone you don't know. That I don't know. And my response to them was, and I posted this online today, I think the internet does a really poor job of showing us how we keep other people accountable in our lives that we actually know and keep them alive long enough to fix the wrongs that they've done and to make amends and to grow support system in our heads. We always think a support system is people that just cape for you, just right. make excuses support system. When someone does something wrong, there's still people that knew them before they did something wrong that right. now have a responsibility if they choose it right. to make sure that that wasn't in vain. Right. Right. And so it's interesting. We live in this very cancel culture, right? Which I understand elements of it, but I think we don't understand how to step back and say, oh, I actually don't know what's going on in this person's life or who this person knows or what that relationship is. And maybe I shouldn't step into it just ready to fucking fight. Mm -hmm. Well, that's yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons why people don't know how to be in relationships, yeah. because there are many there are many different um levels and facets of people like, like we have many different variations of ourselves a lot of things that don't happen on the fucking internet right right a lot of conversations and, that don't take place on twitter right exactly and social media kind of places it in the arms of comfort yeah like well if if i can send this message then they're reachable so that means i can say what i want to say yeah let me insert without, myself with removing what we actually do in the real world, which is, is take our time in getting to know someone before we insert ourselves into their lives. You wouldn't just do that. Yeah. You wouldn't just walk up to someone and say something like that, that Ass you don't know. Assuming that we know more about what is happening in a situation right. that we've never been in. Right. So, uh, I, I had a, I had something similar and I said it, uh, uh, on Instagram and I was getting tired of it. You know, when I say, don't DM me. I oh, mean, yeah. don't DM me. Yep. If I don't know you and you're not sending me a thank you or something of praise, yeah. there's nothing for us to talk about. I, I don't know you. There's nothing for us to speak of. And if there is something for us to speak of, let me be the person that yeah. brings that up because you're, you're, you're in my space right so do we have a kinship is this a business proposition right. so <clears throat> and if it is a business pro proposition you should email me correct. don't dm me correct um but that doesn't mean that there's there's no room for it there's it room. there's room for it and you should you know uh roll the dice but just know that you might roll the dice and it might not land where you want it to land <laughs> that dice might turn over and it might be a big block for michelle moore right <laughs> so i you was, think you're sending cute little sagittarius memes but you're not friends with this goddamn sagittarius right i this is how i see it we are available mm -hmm. we've made ourselves available in safe spaces for ourselves we have podcasts and where there's emails and we say, if you have a, if you have a situation or you want to talk to us about something, this is where you can go. This is, and when you take it upon yourself to ignore this very safe space that we've created for both you and ourselves and, and, and slip in through private message to unload your life, 
it 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 is the it, you're spitting in our faces. Mm -hmm. That's how I see it because I'm like there are one, two, three other places you can do this. I strictly, specifically ask you, do not do this. Mm -hmm. I I mean. And you're allowed to, you know, you're allowed to make mistakes. You get comfortable. Yeah. You, you're allowed to make mistakes. And when, when you make mistakes, you don't have to cower. You know, sometimes people send me emails or send me messages and they're just like, I, I hope that this is okay that I'm saying, you know what? I'm glad you think like that. I want you to be scared. I want you to think like that because I want you to understand that I'm not like everybody else on social media. You can't just say things. You can't, you have mm -hmm. to be, I my whole mission in my healing is to be responsible for yourself. Mm -hmm. Be responsible for yourself. If you're saying something to me about my life, about the people in my existence, and I don't know who you are, mm -hmm. and you haven't caught that before you press send. You might be a narc. <laughs> you could be anyone on the internet. Mm -hmm. I don't know who you are. You could be an enemy. I don't care gathering information for the other side and I, and I don't want to know. And so what I've started to do is I, I just, I just don't, I, I just don't respond to it. Yeah. I just make my decisions now. And I just, and I said what I said, I said, this is the last time I'm going to say it. And that I meant that. That was the last time I'm going to say it. I'm not saying it again. Now I'm just going to not respond or, or block when I feel like somebody's being a little bit over too much. It's just too much. Because I get DMs all the time from people, you know, saying really lovely things. And I yeah, love that. Yeah, there's a huge difference between someone just responding to something and someone expecting something. Right. And I, what I do get a lot of is I never get somebody saying, I can't believe you did this. <laughs> I wish you would. What I, get, well. what I get is I'm in this situation and I... I don't really know what to do. And, you know, your show has helped me so much and blah, 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 and this and this and this and that. And it's like, thank you. But can you send that in an email? This is too much for a DM. Yeah. I, I'm going to click in and out of this and then I'll never see it again. I've had more than three people send me screenshots of conversations they've had with family members. I absolutely have had that. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? I do not know you. And you are just letting me in. Not only that, you're, you're, I'm not a mule. Like, what do you think about this? Yeah, look this over. Uh, my Venmo is this and this. You got a lot of nerve sending me screenshots screenshots of your conversations with yeah. family members to 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 do be a family therapist for. Everybody. I don't know what you're expecting, mm -hmm. but it's insane. It's insane to think that that is okay to do. They think that we're like little slot machines with like life lessons and i don't think that the people i don't think that people i don't think our listeners it, I, I know they don't mean uh harm mm -hmm. but that's not how I, I function i don't care what your intentions are if you're not thinking about what you're doing and you're pressing send and you're sending something like that that means you're the one that needs the healing because you are misinterpreting mm -hmm. what's going on here. So that means you're misinterpreting what's going on in other places in your you life. You can't be trusted as the narrator And of you this. think, I don't see that. I see exactly that. I would never screenshot something that a mm -hmm. conversation and send it to someone that I listen to. Yeah. What do you think about this? That's absolutely 
first of all, it, it's also you not taking accountability and stepping outside of a situation to actually figure it out. Everything that we say in these podcasts and the whole mission of, of you, which is really you have to be there for yourself and you have to be of yourself. You do. Is you are still putting all of the work on us and you're not listening. You're not learning from what we're saying because you're not internalizing the message enough to go forth and trust yourself to fix it, to handle it, to deal with it, to say the thing. Can I just say this? You can. Anytime that has happened in that space, in my space where people do things like that or something equivalent to that, I promise you, you're the person who victimizes yourself. You think you are further along than you are. Yeah. Because you're retelling, see, see what they did. Isn't this crazy? If if you're really moving in enlightenment, you don't need that. You don't the need the validation of it. You don't need the validation. Because <clears throat> if you're sending yeah. me that stuff. You're sending people, you know, that stuff and you're talking about it. Consi- like Everyone got you're, that same message. You're talking about it. And when you're talking about it and you're going in like that, you are not taking accountability for yourself. And you are not seeing where the point is literally it's beyond you. It is so desperately beyond you because you so desperately needs to be right about whatever the situation is. Mm-hmm. And as a healer and as a clairvoyant person, I'm always looking above and beyond that. So when you send me stuff of woes and tales of something, you have to know you're not talking to somebody that is going to entertain the situation that's just a symptom of the actual problem and the problem is mm-hmm. you you're the problem and you know how i know you're you're the problem because you're sharing the problem think about i mean think about that you have a problem and you're sharing the problem you could deal with it if you knew if you were healed enough to deal with it right and you're not so you're sharing it with some stranger A stranger. I mean, Mm. God. (laughs) I want better for (laughs) y'all. We got an email. And now, first of all, I'm not going to read you this whole email because I want to show you. Nope. Nope. Oh, hell no. But I'm going to just read the first and last little paragraph. Oh, my Lord. Y'all don't get the message. Hi, Michelle and Megan. I'll just jump into it. And I'll be as detailed as I need to be, but as brief as I can be. Nope, you failed that. I'm a Pisces. Oh. With a Gemini moon. Oh. And a Capricorn rising. Oh. (laughs) I'm not a person who makes good friends easily. Oh, you know, listen. (laughs) (laughs) So when I lost my two best friends a few years ago, it really hurt me and it still hurts me to this day. We had known each other since middle school, but our friendship really blossomed in college. And by the time it abruptly ended, I considered them like family. We all went to separate colleges, but talked every day and visited each other on breaks while having our own lives and friendships. I could totally be myself with them and they respected me as much as I respected them. It was the healthiest friendship I have ever been in. They're both incredibly mature and intelligent people who I know are good deep down. Now, then there's like six paragraphs of way too much information, which I don't know any of that. But here's the last paragraph. Now I've been married for three years, have a strong and loving marriage, and we have our first child on the way. 
Basically, everything they were afraid would happen to me didn't happen, and I'm living my best life. I'm still in Japan with my friends, my great job, my husband, and my soon-to-be son, and part so of me wants to share... She, what is she holding on to right wants to share my new happy life with those two but is it too late is it even worth it part of me is still so angry that they thought i was so stupid that i needed an intervention which time has shown that i did not plus what friend number two said about my husband and the other part really misses what we had and wants to add i don't know what that says but even if i forgive them should i be the one to reach out they didn't even feel the need to apologize or talk to me again just likes on instagram and facebook or should i just leave it and think of them as a happy memory from my childhood is yes it, is it worth it to try to revive a friendship that's been over no, for so you're long pregnant focus on <clears throat> focus on that you're you're Listen, married you're living abroad you have a kid that's on the way you have a great life and you have friends and you're holding on to it, some shit fix it now because you're about to bring a person into the world fix it now that is absolutely ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous you are about to embark on one of the hardest things known to man which is raising a child and that's the way that you're carrying on. Mm -hmm. You better fix it fast. Yes, a memory, leave it alone. In yeah. middle school, in middle school, you're talking about middle school and you're pregnant and married and living in a whole nother country and you're talking about middle school. Yeah. Honey. About people that you're pissed at for honey, whatever reason. That's not the way. Find a better way. Find a better way. And I hope you do it before that child comes. Because that's not what you want to be teaching your ch your child. Mm -mm. You have to move on. Move on. You've already moved on. And you're still there with them. Trying to prove that you weren't. Listen, they were, if, if they were talking poorly about you and they were, they were never really for you. Mm -mm. They were never really for you. That doesn't make them bad people. And if what they did was wrong, why are you still so hurt holding on to it? If that doesn't just make them, them bad people, maybe they saw something and they were just incorrect. Whatever it may be, it happened a long time ago. Move on and, and stay there. And if they come back into your life, they come back into your life. What what you want them back in your life so you can say, look, see, everything is not what you said it was going to be. Where's that energy coming from? Yeah. What see, I proved I proved them wrong. But should I forgive them even if they don't want to be forgiven? Should I? What? This makes no sense. And there were eight other paragraphs. For that. Listen, the only thing that makes sense in her life is the one thing she's not focused on, which is her marriage and her pregnancy. Mm. Because I don't know why you wrote in. You, you, it seems like your life is perfectly in that's, the place. That's that, a journal entry they've written over and over and right, over and over right. again. You're, you're happy in your life. Stay in your current life. Why do you keep going back? Mm -mm. It's like you're desperate for some sort of tumultuous yeah. energy to be there so you can have something. Want to, something to complain about. So you can have something to <clears throat> complain about. You don't have anything to complain about. Be thankful for that. Yeah. Why are you looking for reasons to complain about? Why don't Move you just on. let yourself be happy? Move on. Okay, right, so we have an update for from an email. Okay. Um, someone wrote in about I I never remember anything we talk about, but here are some highlights. They met a person on Tinder, um, and they enjoyed becoming friends, hung out regularly, talked regularly. And then they saw that person with a girlfriend. Um. Major flirty vibes. Yeah. Ran into them and their new girlfriend. And they were like, that's the person that had said to them, uh, oh, oh, we're compatible. 
Yeah. And they he thought, pointed out the astrology charts were right, compatible. And they thought that they were okay. married. Yes. We got an update. I just listened to your podcast when you answered my question. Firstly, I wanted to say thank you. You had me crying in a coffee shop because I've been having a really tough time with finding love and acceptance with myself due to past trauma and stuff. And I needed to be dragged with some truth. Finally got back to see my therapist after not seeing her for a while. And she also mirrored a lot of your advice as well. Mm. I know Michelle didn't want to follow up, but here's a small recap for (laughs) Megan. You got the mommy and the daddy. <laughs> you know, it's like. Ooh. I mean, I always want to follow up, y'all. I just, I, I, I'm just. I have a weird way of showing. She's just yeah. When a Sagittarius says, "I don't want to hear anything more," they want to hear more when you're healed. Yes. <laughs> about a week after I sent that email, my friend and I went to a show together, and he started to complain about his girlfriend. I told him I can't be the one to vent to because I can't give unbiased advice since there's an attraction there. Mm. And he was very understanding about it. Mm. I distanced myself because I truly don't want to read into things that definitely aren't there. I do feel better about where I am overall and trying to heal from my own issues. We still talk occasionally, but I am no longer placing unrealistic expectations on our friendship. Thanks again. Good. I hope you continue to do that with everyone. Stay on that path. Not just this person. Don't keep learning that fucking lesson over and over again yeah get have yourself have yourself have your back love yourself and everything else will fall into place you can you can live a a very happy fulfilled life and have all the love you've ever wanted from yourself and in turn the world will see that and the right people will come into your life and they will set aside space just for you to exist with them and you won't have to change or be anything else but yourself boom okay another email i'm just clicking into a random one god they're all so fucking long you guys why do you do this i love when they especially say quick backstory and then well this is the thing you know it's not going to get read if you're sending a long one so, so just know that that's true um Okay, well, let's find one that's not a long one so we can actually uh, stand you know, up to breathe, that. breathe the long ones. I'm in a, <clears throat> in a space today. Well, you know what? When the long ones get read, they might get read, but it's not going to go well for you <laughs> because you've already broken the first rule. A fight club. Get to the point. Hello, Mama Tanjis and wonderful Miss Michelle. Mm-hmm. Thank you for all the amazing energy and wisdom you put out into the world through your podcast. Please do not say my name if reading this on the podcast. What I else would we be reading it? I don't. <laughs> just in, in general. Spare time just for, amongst for, we just for fun? we get bored sometimes. We check the no, email. We don't. No, I'm already stressed out. <laughs> I'm a 22 year old female from Michigan. My partner is 25, and we've been together for almost four years. All right. Quick backstory. I will try to keep it short. I'm sorry in advance, Michelle. Mm-hmm. I went through prolonged physical and verbal abuse in my childhood as a direct result of a parent's addiction. My family has a very long fucked up history of alcoholism and other addictions. I am currently in therapy and have been for 10 years. It has allowed me to work on healing, but this is an ongoing process. My partner is a cancer survivor and has struggled with excessive binge drinking in the past. There are lots of baggage here. I can already see your face, Michelle. There's lots of baggage here. So long story short, we've always made an effort to discuss our shit openly and in a healthy way. He recently started therapy for anxiety and depression, which is a big step forward, and I'm very happy for him. He's been prescribed Xanax in addition to other medication, even without, even with the knowledge of his issues with alcohol. We were warned that Xanax is habit-forming and can have horrible consequences when combined with alcohol. 
this was very unsettling to me. So we had to talk about it. My partner assured me that he was aware of the potential problems with Xanax and probably wasn't going to use it anyway. He's told me similar things before about his alcohol usage and was not always correct in trusting his self-control. So there's already a lack of trust here. Example, the doctors warning him about his liver function after chemo radiation didn't do shit and discouraging him from heavily drinking for the next seven years. My issue is this. I'm struggling with the fear of being hurt again and the fear of watching my partner spiral as I have seen many times before with others. My therapist always tells me that past patterns do not determine the future, but when a pattern repeats itself over and over so many fucking times, it's hard to believe that it can ever break. My partner is a good person. He's trying to better himself. I know that he's not my abusive parents and I no longer am around that person, but I feel frustrated and guilty that even after all this time, and even though I love my partner with all my heart, I won't let myself feel safe. I'm now constantly watching my partner for signs of trouble mm -hmm. and even found myself considering starting to count the Xanax pills every day. Nope. This is a pattern of my past behaviors while living at home with addicts in my family. I know that my Leo ass likes to be dramatic about everything. So how do I make sure I'm applying the right amount of significance to my fears? What wisdom can you offer for me for believing in breaking the pattern and or protecting myself and my partner from my own bullshit? Thank you so much in advance. I'm sorry again for the length. Sign stuff. Feel free to drag us. They are a Leo Virgo cusp with a Pisces moon and a Virgo rising. And their partner is an Aquarius sun, Cancer moon, Aquarius rising. Fuck. <laughs> oh. um, the thing that is confusing to me is like it's not that they're talking about like they're not necessarily talking about past relationships where they've been fucked up. They're talking about their family and then this relationship where this person has lied about things. And it's codependent. It's, code, it's all codependent. The idea that you have to rush in to protect you and your partner from your shit, even though it's not your shit. He's doing things that are harmful to him. And you're reacting, but you're not reacting in the appropriate way. What you should say, what I would do in this situation, hopefully, cross our fingers, is I don't think that this relationship as it is is good for you. Because whatever healing you think you're doing from your family, past patterns do predict future patterns because you're still, st you recognize that. Your therapist is wrong in that. You are living the same thing over and over and over again. You're try thinking about counting pills like you did at home with your parents, which means you're not out of it. You still, that's your safe place. That's where you go to. And you've attracted someone who enables that pattern over and over again because they're doing things that aren't trustworthy. But also you've placed way too much emphasis on what they're doing with their lives. You can only control so much. This person is, might not be the person that has the pattern it's you that has the pattern. Yeah, you're the common and factor. His way of being is triggering your patterns. Yes. Both of you are unwell. You don't need to be in a relationship. Neither of you need to be in a relationship because mm -mm. there's no trust. And the trust, the lack of trust is not on his end, it's on your end. You don't trust yourself. You don't trust the choices that you make. So your question is not about him. It's about, did I make the right decision? Am I making the right decision? Is this the right thing that I should be doing? Mm -hmm. Which further tells me that you are in a place where you question yourself. You have no assurance of yourself. You have no love in yourself to acknowledge when something is toxic. Mm -hmm. 
and then make a decision. You acknowledge something is toxic and then you go into the mode of, well, how can I accommodate? How can I make this better for the situation? But really, you're trying to make it better so that you can convince yourself this is what it is when it really isn't that. Yeah. And your therapist telling you whatever she's told you, I wouldn't say that she's wrong. I just think that you're misinterpreting what she's saying what's happening and you're telling her something that's not really what it is and so she's giving you information based on what you're telling her yeah and your information and what the way you take things in is going to be skewed because of the way that you've seen your life so if your life in theory has been horrible growing up but it's not as horrible in this you're going to think this is okay Mm -hmm. That's not how that works. Your therapist saying past patterns do not determine the future is your therapist saying to you, you can't mistrust every single person based on what's happened. Right. Right. It's not, you aren't possibly going to attract the same thing over and over again. That is very real. Yeah. That's a very real thing. And you are. Yeah. And even if that wasn't the situation, the way you're existing in this relationship, it's your pattern. It's your pattern. I'm I'm nervous about him using Xanax. So we had a talk. He's like, I probably won't even use Xanax. Mm-hmm. And which means he's them. not even listening to the doctor. Right. And then you are not trusting him because right. he's not doing what you right. think he should be doing. Right. That's her pattern. Yeah. That's not his. Yeah. They both have whatever kind of patterns they have, they have. And uh you know, uh it, it might be time to take some space for yourself. And so you can heal because they're 22. Oh, honey. honey. This is a 22 year old with a 25 year old. They've been together for four years. For four years. So since 18. It's a pattern. Yeah. And that, that you're too young to settle in something because yeah, you think this is the best. That's you'll heavy. Do. That's too heavy for 22. It's too heavy for any age. They probably think that they can handle it at 22, though, because of their family. Right. They're like, oh, this is, like you said, like you this said, is yeah, better yeah, than it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, it's But it's, you went right from being a kid at home bad. with alcoholic addict parents mm-hmm. to going to a relationship where you're trying to mother and take care of and overextend yourself. Honey. And like are just, just running said, yourself. Take your 20s and go out, have your fun, get to know yourself, learn yourself. And if it's meant to be that you guys are together, you will get back together. But... Uh, you're going to suffocate until then Mm. you will suffocate. You're not going to be able to flourish and blossom in something that is holding you down in this way. So good luck. Good luck. Listen, if you want any help or advice, you can email us. No lies detected at gmail.com. Again, use discernment. Know that it will be read on the podcast that you may not like the advice you get, but that's too goddamn bad because if you knew what to do, you'd be doing it. And we are not a crisis hotline. So if you have an emergency, call 911. Please call 911 because we... we, Good luck. You can support us on Anchor, anchor.fm forward slash no lies detected for a dollar or more per month. You can donate to the podcast if you like what you hear. You could also do us the favor of rating and sharing the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts do all that listen with your family when you go on road trips over the holidays cackle just just cackle just even if they hate us yeah 
let them listen. That's fine. With, with I hate hate. a lot of what Dr. Laura says, and I listen to it regardless with because it just hate. exfoliates my fucking soul. It just reminds me of like how I would respond in a situation okay. if it were happening. Stir up some shit this holiday season and <laughs> let them listen to No Lies Detected, okay? Get disowned this Christmas. Put on <laughs> No Lies Detected. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Megan Tonjes on most things. M-E-G-H-A-N-T-O-N-J-E-S. I'm Michelle Moore all over the place. That's it. That's Oh, it's a new Y'all year. Y'all know how to spell my name. If you don't God know how to spell right. my name by now, I don't know what to tell you. Listen, you're here. You're better. You're, you're welcome. welcome. Have fun, bitch.